Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life. Hey everyone, we're going to talk about how to deal with the lies that are being told. Buckle up. Okay, where are we going to start on this one? I don't even know where to start, but we're going to just talk about lies. All lies. I needed that uh, that sound clip uh, from Austin Powers when she yells all lies. Oh. Yes. But that's something that we all deal with in, well, this podcast really is for any and everyone. Okay. But lies that are being told about you. I mean, I think this is a universal thing that we have to come up against and how we deal with it, how we react to it, how we respond, if we respond. Um, this this was really hard early on, and I think I've gotten better handling the lies. But the hardest part for me is when the kids hear lies that are being told to them about us. Well, a lot of me. times that's where you find out or you hear about them. You don't even hear them in the streets. You hear about them. No, I, I, <laughs> I hear about them in the streets, in the sheets. I'm just kidding. Wow. But I have, I mean, over the years, right, I have had people, we live in a small town, you all know this, but I've had people come up to me and do you know what's being said about you? Yeah. Or this is what I heard, is this true? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, of course, the kids, you know, question things or under some assumption that they picked up at the other house. Um, or sometimes it's really wild. I've dealt with this and I don't know if you have, I'm assuming you have, you can tell us all, but like you'll read an email or a text and it's full of like mistruths, accusations, accusations Accusations. or assumptions that aren't true or like you're being called out for something that absolutely <laughs> isn't true, you know? I can't and even, like, I can't even read emails or texts anymore because, like, if the other party's angry, um, that's, like, what it's full of. And oh. it's just like, and and I, sh- I shut it down. I'm like, if it, if it goes there and it turns into stuff like that, especially when it's like, because this is how it feels like for me. It feels like a little kid name calling. 
that's what it feels like to me. And I'm like, if you're going to go to the point where you're going to not name call, but you're going to tell me how I am and who I am and what I do and, and basically say, say things about me that's not me and that's not how I'm trying to deal with this because I'm usually pretty easygoing about everything, then I'm like, I'm done. You're done. <laughs> Wind it up. Up yeah. top, Girl Scout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, I wonder if you guys even get that reference. Some of them will. Right. She's got like 6.5 million subscribers. Tell every tell our audience. Let's no, give her some more. No, no, no. no You're no, not even going to? No. All right. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Wind it up. <laughs> so anyway, it is just, it is infuriating when you are being made out to be someone you're not. And it's really interesting when exes start to do this because most exes haven't lived with you in a really long time. Most exes haven't been around you in a really long time. Both and of ours have been over a decade. Yeah, they don't they have no idea and and our exes especially um have no idea what goes on behind closed doors or in our relationship. They have no idea who the people we've grown into mm-hmm. what we work on grown. yeah <laughs> oh my gosh but they have no idea and yet they talk about us um and it's not just our exes and I'm sure Eric and I have fallen prey to this too I don't I'm not trying to single out our exes specifically but I think what happens is that exes talk about each other as if they know who the other person is um, and I actually have had my ex tell me that, you know, he was married to me and he knows exactly who I am. Well, back then, maybe. Yeah, you know what? But not, I, had, I mean, I'm like, I even I questioned had a, that. I had a girlfriend in eighth grade who I was with for a very long time, and uh, I'm sure she knows exactly who I am too, right? It's like people change. Like well, I'm not the same or person. They or they mature. Yeah. And, you know, the truth is when you go through divorce, when you go through hard things in life, it you aren't the same person on the other side of it most of the time. Right. And so it's just it's really hard and it's something as as an ex myself, right? Like I am an ex. It's and this is really hard for me because I very much will admit that sometimes I view my ex as the same person that I was married to. And so I totally get the mindset. The mindset of like this is who this person is. This is the basis for all assumptions. And, you know, expanding your mindset beyond your experience can be, um, can feel like that's beyond your limits. And so you approach co-parenting very much um, with a limited mindset around somebody you used to know. Someone that I used to know. (laughs) I'm just, yeah. But do you guys relate to that at all if you're listening? I mean, can you say that you still view your ex very much from the the frame of mind, the mindset of when you were married to them and that's the basis for your current opinion of them? Or at least that's like how we, like that's the foundation from which we, that's a lens we automatically put on. And I'm just wondering, like, what if we could give each other the benefit of the doubt that the other person is growing up, the other person's maturing, that the other person has gone through things in their life outside of being married to us that has changed them for the good or for the bad, I guess. But, I mean, I think that we all would do well 
because we would want that consideration when it comes to our, I know I really wanted that consideration. You know, if I get called out, I mean, I've been called out to be a really bad mom, which is not the case. I, I would hang my hat on the fact I'm a really good mom. I'm not good at a lot in this world. But I'm good at being a mother. I feel like that. I feel like I'm a good <laughs> no, mom. No, I, I would. I, that's something I would completely agree with. And something that really attracted to me, attracted me to you up front is that I saw how involved and how caring and how much of a mother lover you were. <laughs> mother lover? <laughs> I love mothers. <laughs> no, you're a, you a good mother who loved her children and yeah. um, just you were very selfless in that way. You always put your children before you. And that's, I mean, that was, that was attractive and that's who you are and that's uh, continuing to be who you are. Um, talking about, you know, us growing and stuff, you know, I, I get accused of things quite often and, um, I think a big reason why I shut down in those times is because I can't play that game. I'm not going to accuse her of being who she used to be. I know she has changed. I know my ex has changed from who she once was. I know that she is different now. I'm not saying that she's any better or any worse. I'm just saying I know she has changed. She is a different person now. Um, I don't know her, you know, and there's there's a lot of reasons for that. Like, we are very, we are distant. We are very dis different people. We are in very different places that we once were as a couple and as individuals, mm -hmm. you know. And um, saying that leaves me no room to know her or judge her outside of, say, our co-parenting situation. I don't know who she is outside of our co-parenting situation. I don't know how she is um, about her other children. I don't know how she is as a wife to her current husband. I don't know that. I, know, I only know our situation. So when it turns into something like that, it's very easy for me to just turn off my phone, close the email. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? It's very much mm -hmm. like, well, I'm not going to get involved in this because I I can't say anything without making something up, without pulling stuff out of thin air and fabricating something that I I truly know nothing about. And so why why am I going to waste my time on this? Like, why am I going to get into this mm. again, if you will, name calling? Because yeah. calling someone a stupid cotton-headed ninny muggins isn't <laughs> like well i mean doesn't solve anything no but let's look at that because people um you know people lie about other people right. for a bunch of different reasons mm -hmm. you know people lie about others because they are protecting their own image mm -hmm. so if i put you down then i elevate myself and either i am now a victim so poor me and everyone you know pity me and find find favor with me um or you know i'm gonna lie about this person to make myself look better isn't that know? crazy and I'm, i was thinking about that right when you started to talk about this mm -hmm. i'm thinking about that people that lie or gossip or trash talk other people mm -hmm. to make themselves look better when have you ever like think about this you guys when have you ever heard someone trash talking someone else and you look at them and you go, dang it, they are awesome. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. Keep well, trash talking. I don't you look so good right now. I cannot wait for you to get to the next line. Yeah. I think bo people bond over negativity, number one. Yeah. 
And people, I don't think it's like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing because you're saying so so much crap about somebody else. But I do think <laughs> what happens is it's the victimhood mentality. Yeah. It is, which actually, you know, it cracks me up when, because over the years and even currently, I mean, currently, a decade later, currently a decade later, you know, there is still bull bullshit lies being said about you about me about us um and i'm just sitting here like this is i um you guys look really ridiculous (laughs) well it's just it's like i i don't know how like do you not feel like do you have to take a shower after the shit talking you do I'm not really what sure. Or blows my like mind the about mean it. girl mentality. And that goes up for boys too. Like um, men can be mean girls too. And I just, I sit there and I'm like, how does this make you, I mean, when people are receiving this, I don't know what they're thinking about you, you know, other than poor you. But like, um, that's very disempowered, right? Like if you're the person that is being the victim and being victimized, um, then you really are a disempowered person, right? Because you have, if you're a victim, the definition of victim is you have no power. You're at the mercy of somebody else. And it just cracks me up that these empowered, and I'm air quoting, women who are boss babes and starting Bible studies and doing all this supposed good in the world are sitting there victimizing themselves and talking shit and telling lies and actually just being mean girls publicly for the sake of being a mean like there is not even all it's just mean and I'm like why are you making yourself so powerless when you're supposed to be above all that And I never really kind of understood it other than they want people to, well, I think one of two things happen when I think about you and I in this situation. One, I think there's a mission to isolate. Mm -hmm. I think that in our situation, and I don't know if you guys feel this too, I think that there's a mission to isolate um, and to push. We're in a small town. So if they're the victims and we're the bad people, you know, for whatever reason, then we the, we get isolated yeah. and, and cast out, mm-hmm. and I think that that makes them feel powerful. Well, here, well, here's another myth though to that. When has anyone ever shit talked someone else that maybe you didn't know or was an acquaintance to you, and you took them for it doesn't matter who they were, you took them mm-hmm. for their word, mm-hmm. and you're just like, all right, cool, I don't like that person. Then I've never met them, but I don't like them. Mm. Um. Okay. So. Does that work for you? No. Well, here's what I will say, because I think about this with, like, my girlfriends, right? And this is a little different. Like, I fully expect all of our exes and everyone in private conversations with friends to unload and vent and share their experience. I mean, I get it. We all do that. We all share, like, the hard things we've been through. But to a point, you know, if I'm sitting in a room or a group or even a one-on-one lunch with If you were with your mom... Well, my mom's different. My mom knows the situation. But if I'm sitting there with someone, I have never, ever truly gone into details about my ex and just ran her name through the mud, which I very, very easy. I mean, there's 
maybe I'm just exhausted from it and I don't want to. No, but it's it would just, be so easy to do. But I don't have that. In me. I don't. I yeah. there's something that just it's icky about it where you're like you have to go take a shower after it. <laughs> That's how I would feel. Off. I would sit there and yeah. talk about th- that with someone. I wouldn't feel good about myself afterwards. Yeah. Um. I don't. I'm not proud of how things went down. I'm not proud of the situation or the outcome or the story. It's a time of being at my lowest point, maybe her lowest point, our family's lowest point, and it's just not well, something I'm not to even, bond I'm over. not even talking about that, you know, but what I am talking about is, like, currently, you know, as we go through um, co-parenting situations mm-hmm. or step-parenting situations or... You know, I'm sure your ex has a very big opinion of me as a stepmom to her son, right? I'm sure my ex has a very big opinion of you as a stepdad to our children. And I think that as we go, it's natural to sit down and try to, like, process what's going on with friends. And I don't fault people with that, with people that you trust and you're close to and you have a friendship with. I mean, sometimes you just have to talk it out and share Um, but what I don't agree with is, and (laughs) you kind of saw me post this yesterday. I, what, what drives me crazy is when we're publicly shaming people, when we're publicly shaming people and publicly being mean girls, you know, when we're publicly proclaiming one thing and then showing up as another behind closed doors or in a different account, you know, who I show up in my private account looks very different than who I'm going to start to proclaim I am in a public setting. And, um, and the lies and the what's being said. About, it's just very, very, very hard. Or with the kids, when the kids get involved, that's a whole another layer. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think that you are very good about not shit-talking anything or anyone. And, and well, and it's not even about being good. It's just... I, I don't know many people like, I don't know, maybe you guys do. Like, so you never you talk about good? how hard things are in your co-parenting world? No, I don't talk about that a lot. Mm. I don't think, um, I don't think that it's a, it's a productive story. It's, it's not a productive topic to like, talk about. Do you about. ever ask for advice? It's not, um, not like you're, you're, you're telling a story, but more mm. of like, this is what I'm going through. Do you have any advice on how to handle that or wisdom around this situation? Or, or you know, can you pray for me because I'm dealing with this difficult situation yeah, right no, now? No, no, I, no. You I'm don't usually ever talk. I don't, no, not about that stuff. I mean, mm. the, the parenting, co-parenting thing is kind of my own situation. And, you know, I, I deal with it. I don't, I don't bond with other people blended family people if you will other than like dealing with this with our podcast whereas like this is your your daily workflow yeah um i you know i'm dealing more with like like business people and church people and um you know on on just a different level this isn't something that i talk about on a daily basis i mean i have other friends who are in co-parenting situations Mm -hmm. um but it's not it's not what we bond over I mean, yeah. if I had a, if I re- have a really hard question or I need advice, like first person I'm going to go to is you, you know, second person I'm going to go to is probably my parents. Mm-hmm. And it usually in that, 
little realm of things mm-hmm. and using my own pea-sized brain, <laughs> I've got mm-hmm. I got a pretty good grasp of things. Yeah, at that point, yeah. and um, it's just you know. That, but that's me. That's my personal opinion. Some people, that's all they think about. That's all they talk about. Mm-hmm. That's all they deal with. And, it, you know, it, it's a tough. It can consume you. It's a tough, tough time and situation. I'm just fortunate in the fact mm-hmm. I'm just not a good example of this. <laughs> You're you know? not. I'm really not. <laughs> like, not. sorry, you guys. I'm not trying to. Well, and I think maybe men and, just... men and women go about handling this a little differently. Well, some do. Too. I know some men who are all about talking about that and, and thrive really? on. Yeah. And uh, the. The situation of it. Me, it's just not productive for me. I mean, if I'm stuck in a place, I'm Mm going to ask the right people. I'm going to get the right resources. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, if you guys are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, which some of you guys don't even know that we are, if you're listening to this right now, you could turn this off on Spotify or Apple, iTunes. anything, whatever you guys are listening to, you guys can actually watch this episode (laughs) and all of our episodes along with some other stuff. On YouTube. I just want to put it out there for yeah. people that this is not only a podcast, but mm. it's a visual podcast as well. Yeah. You know, multiple camera angles, and you guys can watch us. So, um, yeah, we get, have, we get, have <laughs> number one fans. I won't say who they are. You'll get sick of us quickly. So, um, well, it's interesting because I, I, I mean, I'll be really transparent and have confession here is something that I've really struggled with, which I feel like I handle differently now, but. Um, I feel like I have been lied about since the second I left my marriage. Since the second I left my marriage, there has been lies and gossip and mistruth and all kinds of stuff spread. Um, And so this was something right off the bat I have been dealing with and I still deal with, you know, a decade later, unfortunately. And... You know, in the beginning, I did feel like such a victim because I was being lied about. And, you know, it is a powerless place to be a victim because I can't control, I can't put a gag order, you know, on people. I can't, I can't stop people if they're going to lie, they're going to lie. And it is kind of a helpless spot to be in that, you know, people are going to run their mouths and, you know, people are going to believe what, what they hear, especially if they don't know you. Um, and that's really hard. And it's, so what I used to do and this, this, I don't, I don't recommend, but because it, I will tell you, I did this over and over again is I would hear all these lies or accusations or, you know, the mean shit that would happen. And I would go to my girlfriends and I would try to like sit down with them and like, cry like I can't believe this is being said like this is so untrue what do I do about this and it it never was I mean other than it felt good to unload the burden of other people's hate on me like that was good but I never I was never free you know I never like sitting down with my friends and trying to process this or get it out never really freed me from the 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 heaviness and the hurt from all of it you know what I'm trying to say yeah and so I that is what I would do to try to be okay 
or, you know, because I obviously am not talking to my children. This is, you know, even before you and I were, like, hanging out, you know. And even afterwards, like, there's only so much I can tell you. You're like, oh, my gosh. I don't bond over this stuff. You don't bond over this <laughs> stuff. Well, but you're just like, you know, it's just hard to have your significant other constantly come at you with this. So um, what I have learned, though, is I've grown in my faith and something that I think could really help our listeners too is, and this really works because lately there has been things coming up again that feel too big. Like, I don't know how I'm going to let this go. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what I should respond to. You know, a lot of me gets triggered and I want to like, just, I just, I want to go out and expose everyone, you know, or I want to go retaliate. You know, that's the temptation. And I don't think there's fruit in that. And then I'm just as bad as other people. And I don't I don't want to go sit and pig shit with them. They want to sit and pig shit. They can go sit and pig shit. I don't sure. want to. But so what I'm saying, though, is what I have been doing is I have been just sitting down in prayer <clears throat> and giving it to God and just asking for the Holy Spirit to feel, fill me with wisdom and discernment when it comes to handling this and for God to just let me let this go. And I have also prayed that other people's hearts, you know, that they would be revealed and that the truth will come to light, you know, and any real retribution is God's anyway or any justice, any any justice served is ultimately by our Lord and Savior according to my beliefs. So really, like, bringing God into it has been very, very helpful in the sense that my days aren't ruined. Because this stuff used to ruin my days, would consume me. And poor Eric, like, he's, you know, seen all that. Um, and that's hard to be married to someone that's consumed with this all the time. Yeah, it makes it, it, makes it hard, hard. Especially if you're in a place where you ultimately, like, you started saying you can't really do much about it no you, you can't you can cry about it you can complain about it you can be the victim about it but at the yeah. end of the day people are gonna do and people are gonna say yep what they want to say and, and believe the, what uh, they want to believe right, right? like and, mm. well i think that's something that i learned early on is that things are gonna get said and and are gonna happen and get talked about and whatever mm -hmm. there's not much you can do about it so and something this is funny that we're talking about this because not only do adults go through this, not only is it blended families, but children go through this. My son's going through something like this with friends or mm. a friend, and he's yeah. having stuff said about him, and his name ran through the mud with some people about things he's never done, about actually things that the, it's, it's funny how a lot of people accuse people of doing things. That they do themselves. That they do themselves. Yeah. It's really, and I see the hypocrisy and that type of stuff happen a lot. And this type of stuff's happening to him right now. And I said, you know what? Look, bud, in a situation like this, you don't go rally all your friends to hate this other friend. Mm -hmm. If your friends want to go hang out with this other friend, even after they're acting like this and treating you like this, that's on them, but you don't punish them for this. And I think that's that's what and we that's have to do. That's really hard. That's we have a to, really well, hard. And lesson. we have to do that in our in our blended families too, because for instance, I still have friends that I know and people I know that know my ex. I have friends that know your ex. And I don't I don't 
push them away. I don't love them or like them any less. Oh, that's so hard. You're it's, so amazing. It's a hard thing. You're but so listen, amazing. if I do that, you guys, if you guys do that, mm. if we push those people out of our lives, it's almost like pleading guilty. It's almost like, look, yeah, you're right. I don't want to be around you. What I have taught my son to do in, in this situation, and I mean, this is just happening over this last week here. And what I do, what I'm teaching him to do is go on living your life, proving them wrong, not yeah. specifically proving like, them wrong. Like let your life speak for itself. Let, do the right things. Yeah. Show the world, show the people around you who this is getting talked about too, yeah. that this isn't you. This isn't who you are. This isn't yeah. what they are saying. And at the end of the day, they're the ones that look like idiots because they're the ones saying this. And everyone goes, wow, yeah. that's not who this person is. And I've had people in the past after my divorce who did not know me and were very reluctant to know me, to get oh, to know same. me and find out who I am. Same. I've had people to this day who know my ex and his wife mm -hmm. and or your ex. Right. And they meet me for the first time they're, or they refuse to meet me for the first right? time because they're like, ooh, I've heard some things and yeah. this isn't safe. How sad. But mine is a step further where I've had people like that and slowly we've gotten to know each other just over. Business uh, or whatever. crossing paths. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, damn, you're not who the others yeah. said you were. Uh, you nice. know, and, and, and a lot of times going into this, I didn't even know that there were any ties there. How did you I, find out? And I out? find this out later because. They tell you? Yeah, and th this was one one circumstance, but I've had other issues or, or, or other scenarios like this. But there was one specific where they're like, I just never said anything. I kind of kept my distance from you. And now that I've known you for like over a year, dude, you're not at all what was said about you. Yeah. You know? And, and that's because I go on living my life the way I live my life. I'm not living my life for them. I'm yeah. not living my life to prove anything. I'm living my life how you feel is right. I feel according. Yep. Yeah. And um, I'm different than I was 10 years ago. I'm different than I was 20 years ago. But I would even I am say five years ago. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm maturing in who I am. I'm maturing in my faith. I'm, a, I'm maturing in so many different ways mm -hmm. that not that I was a bad person five or 10 years ago. I'm just, I'm different now. And I learn not only from my mistakes, but I learn from others mistakes and I, and I've learned from other people shit talking other people and seeing what that looks like. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't make me think that they are any better. It doesn't make me think that they are any cooler. Have, have you ever been, because this is something like I, I always I, I want to bring this back to our faith in God, because I feel like even when we talk about big things like forgiveness, which is like the hardest thing for me in the whole universe of life. Um, but I feel like there's just some things that are so big that it like would require divine intervention, you know, and something that's really interesting. I don't even think I've told you about. Um, well, you know, that's like lately. It, that lately, like in the last month or two, there's been a new set of people crossing our path that knows one of our exes. Mm -hmm. And it keeps getting intertwined. And yeah. now the other ex, so now it's like both of our exes and a little group of people, and we know them, and it's all intertwined. And I kind of like, why? 
You know, like that's new and it keeps well, happening. But here's the thing. I always think about, you know, um, especially in the work we do and in our faith, we're called to forgive. You know, we're, we believe in redemption and restored relationships and that God can really do anything. And I always think I'm like, oh, my gosh, if we if if we were all to be OK with each other or. I don't know. Which is it, which it's like something divine would have to happen. And and right. letting go of lies though, I think that too for me is like and I don't know if you've ever been that some of the stuff you've heard about yourself, like you have to give it to God because there's like nothing in you that's going to make this okay. Like there is something that requires a higher power to deliver you from the pain, the hurt, the frustration, the anger the upset, the injustice of it all, I mean, that's where I get. I'm like, this is so unfair that this is being said that isn't even true by people who don't even really know me, and that's being spread, and people are really forming opinions that are based on lies that are being told by people who have no idea about my heart. Well, here's the beauty about lies. And oh. the justice and lies, and where where I rest easy on lies, you rest easy because I used to oh, it used shit. to be a hard uh, be a hard thing for me. Yeah, because it's like, how do I combat this? God. It, well, God shows his his hand by showing people that the lies aren't true, and that's where the silver lining is. I guess is mm. when a lie is said about you, and it's not necessarily proven wrong, but like. People, you live out a different life and people see it's not true, that kind of backfires on people. And I think that's a big thing with co-parenting. And I think that's a thing with split households where it's like. And with children And too. with children. It's they like see, your parents will tell their kids one thing about the other side. And I think it's a big reason why we don't do that. I don't, we don't talk about the other family negatively in our house and plant seeds, especially that are not true. Because of this principle, because one day Mm -hmm. it's going to be proven wrong. One day our kids are going to see through it. One day our kids are going to see the truth. And I can speak to that because I certainly did. Yeah. As a stepchild. 100%. Yep. So when lies are are said about me or said about us, I'm just like, okay, well, one day these people will realize that's not true because that's not who I am and that's not who I live my life. The flip side of that is... Maybe it doesn't work out that way. Maybe people just believe it and never get to know you. They're well, not at the your end people. Of the day, it's not your people, and it's also yeah. not your problem. Yeah. Like, I, why am I going to convince someone who doesn't even know me or doesn't take the time or take a chance on getting to know me? And I promise, if you get to know me and we connect, I'm going to do nothing but try to bless you in your life. In any way I can, if there's anything I can do to help you out or be there for you or just be a friend and just in that is how you show up. Nothing, nothing to do with me, nothing selfish about it whatsoever. Mm. I'm going to make sure that, you know, you are loved and cared about. And if you ever need anything that all you have to do is call me, you know, and that's that's what you're missing out on, because I'm not going to I'm not going to talk bad about you. I'm not going to spread rumors about you. Even if you didn't like me at one point in time because of something else you have ever heard, I'm not going to hold that against you. 
Oh, you're so amazing. I'm not. I, well, I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm to so be, wired differently. I'm not but trying you're to so be. Amazing. But that. But that's. It I, is genuinely who you are. You let things I roll think off that's your what back. People need to hear. You though, don't and that's, punish people. It is a yeah. It's just yeah. It's a it's a it's it's not even a hard a hard way to live once you have learned to live like that because I haven't always been like this. Mm. What but changed I, for you? Like, how did you through my divorce? I I really like. I felt like it was a rock bottom time for me. I learned who my friends were. I learned who people said that they were my friends that weren't my friends at all. And I really I really learned through that time that if I'm going to be friends with someone, I better mean it. I better be there for them in the good times and the bad times. You better be a friend. I better be a good friend. Otherwise, yeah. I'm going to turn out to be like these other people that proclaim to be my friend. Mm. You know, And I don't want to be that. That hurt. That didn't make me feel good. And I don't want to be that person. Mm. And I I take the time to explain that to my son, for instance. You better not be like that about someone. You better not use someone for something they have or who they are or who they know or a connection. If you're going to be friends with someone, you need to be friends with them for the right reasons. And this and this goes a long way in business, too. You know, you're trying to build a relationship or you're trying to get a connection in business you don't just go after the people for what they have and what they can provide for you. You build a relationship and you show what you can provide to them. You show how you can work together and you build a rapport with them and you build a relationship. And those are the best type of business relationships, friendships that everyone's winning out of this. It's not one of those things that's like, here we go. Eric's calling again. What's he need now? You guys have all had those friends. Because of all, all of us, we've had someone that every time you get a text or you get a call from them, it's like, what do you need now, right? What, what can I do for you now? It's always what you can do for them. And I don't want to be that friend. You know, I want to be the guy that when I call you, I'm checking in or like, hey, let's do something or, you know, we're, we're making funny jokes or we're talking, you know, it's a friendship. A friendship is something that gives and takes has its ups and downs. It doesn't matter, but it always exists because it's not one sided, you know? So. Yeah, that's really, really good advice. And that's a really great silver lining that, you know, if you just live your life and be your authentic self and make connect like real connections that that speaks for itself. You know, I was talking to my mom about this yesterday and just about the whole lies and mean girls and like just manipulation and gossip and all the things that are that happen and she's just like and and I'm frustrated because I'll share this like we belong to a church and there's a fellow and if she's listening I hope she is there's a fellow stepmom coach who goes to our church and we do pretty much I would assume the same work but and our paths have crossed and it bums me out because we have a mutual friend who is an author and you know it's it's a shame that this stepmom coach in our church right in our church is leery of me because of her friendship with an ex and i'm just sitting here but like we're sisters in christ we go to the same church. We're part of the same family. We it sit makes, arm lengths away from we one another. We sit next to each other. You know who I am. You follow all of Blended Life. You listen to our podcast. 
Like, and you will not talk to me because you have a friendship and probably have heard things with you. She's, and you don't even know me. You've never had a conversation with me. You know me not one bit. But there's something, and we can't even be sisters in Christ. We can't even be on, like, have the same mission helping blended families. And I was, I'm just sitting here frustrated because that is not what we're called to do in the body of Christ and as Christians, you know, and it just kind of blows my mind. And, you know, my mom was just, I'm, I'm, and things are being done and said publicly now that are just mean by, by my kid's stepmom. It's just mean. It's like digs. And I'm just sitting here like you proclaim you're a Christian and you love Jesus. And where is Jesus in any of this? Where is Jesus showing up in anything? And it's just really hard because that's not my heart and I don't understand it. And my mom's just like, these aren't your people. Like, okay. She's like, um, the church is imperfect and you're all human. Like she was just giving me perspective. Like just which because someone loves Jesus doesn't mean they're a perfect person. No, which is the truth. And they're not. But she's also trying to remind me that if people are willing to believe the worst about you right. that's being presented, then those aren't your people. That is not your tribe. That is, you know, and people will, like you always say, people will see it. It just, it frustrates me because it's just like, if you only knew me and you didn't like me after you knew me, cool. I'm not for everyone. And I'm, I'm totally fine. I don't need to be liked by everyone. But you haven't taken the time to even get to know That's me. what bugs me. Yeah. You're, you're going to judge me and you have no idea who I am. And that's really just such a shame because I feel like there's so much potential to do good in the world and join forces and whatever. Well, and and you are such. It just drives you, me yeah. crazy. That's, it's you are really such hard. A, a giver and a champion of people and good things that I'm like, I in that situation of all the circumstances, I'm like, only good's going to come out of it. You're not a selfish person. You know, if you're like. If I know that this podcast would help everyone, but only one of us could do it, and if I gave it to you, it would help everyone, you'd give the podcast away. You would give your business away if it would help others. I mean, that's the whole point of Blended Life. This started out mm -hmm. as a passion project to help people. If yeah. you guys don't know that about us, if you guys don't know that about Blended Life, we sit here, you sit here listening to us, <laughs> spending money to help you guys. We make zero money off of this. This podcast costs us money to produce and to create, to help you guys. And to help us, too. Well, I mean, it helps us. Now, I'm it, not saying we don't get us anything out of that, but yeah. monetary money-wise, yeah, it true. costs us money. It costs us more to do it and time. than not. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. I know. So if you guys think about it that way, like, we're not in this for selfish reasons. We're in this to help you guys. We're in this to help us. We're in this to break that 70% failure rate. A blended family. A blended family, yeah. families, second, third, fourth, 12th marriages, wherever you guys are at in life. We just want this to be a good place for you guys. That being said, if you guys are listening and you ever have any type of questions or comments or want to get in on a chat, please feel free to write into us, to message us, 
to contact us, Julie runs a Facebook group for blended families. That's very easy to get on. So if you need further help, even uh, even past us, there are so many. I mean, there's hundreds of people on there that get in on this and help you network, meet other people, meet, meet other like-minded people, meet friends that will last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. This podcast has provided us with friends that will be lifetime friends. I know, a community. Is, I mean, that's... Yeah. It's huge, and I think one of the best ways that you can combat the lies that are being told about you if you relate to anything we're saying is that you need to get in community. You need to get with, connect, and it doesn't have to be physically because that you might be in a town where you don't know a lot of blended family people. But, yeah, like Eric said, our pot, our um, our Facebook group is called Blended Life Support Group, I think is like the official title, and you have to I, – I will not – you ha- it's private, so you have to answer a couple questions to be let in. And if you don't answer the questions, I'm not letting you in. But they're very simple questions. You're yeah. going to get let in if you if are you a legit If you answer person. the questions. If you're a person so. <laughs> and you're legit, yeah. you're going to get in. So. But it's it's important that, you, you know, either that way or on Instagram, you get in community with other blended families because we grow in community. And you really need support, you know, when you're being lied about, when your kids are being told lies and questioning you and your intentions or your skills and abilities, you know, to be able to talk to somebody who's going through kind of the same thing and encourage one another, pray for one another, inspire one another, tell each other, hey, don't give up. Or talk to other stepchildren who are adults like me and like kids figure out the truth. Take heart. You're playing the long game. You know, the short game, you might feel like your ex is winning the short game with your children, but children grow up and children see the light and it's the long game. Well, and don't think of it even as a game. And I think that's what helps me a lot too, is when you think about it, your kids' lives aren't a game. Our life isn't a game. My life isn't a game. It's just a saying. It's a saying. I don't really mean. I, yes, yes, yes. But a lot of us feel like that. I have felt like that. I know you have felt like that. Like, oh, man, the other household's winning. Don't think of it like that. It's don't even, not a competition. It's not. And and yeah. if you don't think about it like that and you do your best that you can do, like, everything yeah. will be good. If you guys are, if you're a believer like we are and you go to a church, you attend a church, or maybe you're a believer and you don't attend a church, my advice would be find a church, find a church and don't be afraid to church hop until you find out that like you fit in, like God meets you at a place and get to know people. And they don't have to be blended life people. They don't have to have a, a blended family, but other believers help other believers. And there's a lot to learn and just community to grow there. And then if, if you need to work on yourself or need to find out more about this, Julie mm-hmm. is a coach, which you guys heard at the beginning of this podcast, and you guys will hear at the end of this podcast, and I'll have all of her information becoming heard now at gmail.com. But if you are like, man, I want to know more about this, I need to get into a place where I can be, I can feel better about myself, I can feel better about my situation. My circumstance is not changing. I want it to change. I need something to give. Something just needs to give. How many people have said that? Then contact Julie. Becoming her now at gmail.com. Talk to her at the time of this recording. She's doing a free breakthrough session. And she can help you get unstuck and get to new places 
And I can't even tell you the amount of reviews from clients of yours that I have read and heard and testimonies. We just met with people last night who have been clients of yours and listen to our podcast that are just wonderful people and are getting something out of your coaching. Yeah. And it's and it's wow, neat to make so. it's meet, neat to make those connections. Yeah. Because it's like and you guys are people too. You just you know things that most people don't know and which is why you are where you are and provide the service that you do. It's yeah. You know. It's pretty good work. I love it. Um thank you for that of plug. Um you know what I was thinking as you're saying that? Hmm. <laughs> Jesus was in a blended family. Yeah. <laughs> he was born into a blended family. Right. Which I'm like, I don't think we ever really acknowledge that. No. But that's interesting. That's wild. Yeah, I've never thought of that. Yeah, I mean, he had a stepdad, didn't he? Yeah. Technically. And a stepmom? No, his mom gave birth to Biologically him. Biologically was his? Yeah. Or hers? But technically. But inter- I'm just was saying. Not his true father. <laughs> that's pretty wild to think about. I never thought about that. Yeah, so Jesus. Wow. Is the first example of blended family wow. life. And it's interesting because, the you know, people feel like the church are, you know, very judgmental against divorce. And, you know, I always say, like, God doesn't hate divorce. God hates the consequence of divorce. Yeah. And um, because he doesn't want that for his children. Like, it's the consequence of divorce is really, really hard. And as a parent, who would want that for their child? We don't, you know, we don't want our children to get divorced. But we love them. You know, we... We want the best for them on the other side, and we help them. But I just was sitting here as you're talking, and I'm like, gosh, Jesus was in a blended family. Pretty wild. There you go. There you go. So for those of you who want to, who feel judged in your church or feel like, you know, you can't go to God because you've been divorced and there's shame around that, or you are afraid to reach out and learn more about, you know, Christianity because you'd feel like you're not deserving, know that Jesus too, you know? Man, what would you do if you're listening to this, guys? What would you do if your wife came walking (laughs) up to you and said, I'm pregnant. It's not yours. What, like, what would you do? I know. The fact that Joseph, like, took that on. Yeah. And, like, It's not yours. You start accusing. Well, whose is it? Yeah. You know? know. Whose is it? Pretty amazing. It's a great example, though. Of but like, also, women try this. Go up to your husband okay. tonight. All right, I'll do and it. And tell them, hey, I'm pregnant. It's not yours. Okay, I'm gonna do <laughs> See it. See what happens. What would you say to me? I don't know. What would you do if I, I came would, to you I, and was like, Eric? I wouldn't I'm believe it. But if you brought like, if you, <laughs> you brought evidence, believe it. Well, it's not yours? who's gonna believe it? But like, say you were truly <laughs> pregnant and it's not yours, but you're like, I have slept with no one else. <laughs> I, I, I mean, how am I gonna? <laughs> how am I like what? No. I know. Off with her head. Well, and also think if think if Joseph was like that. Think if Joseph thought like that mm. and she came there, says she was pregnant. It's not his, but she promises it wasn't anyone else's. Because she's still a virgin. Because she is still That's a virgin. That's what she had on her side probably. How do you know she's a virgin? They didn't have technology back then. Let me get in there. <laughs> Doctor's like, well, she's not anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but think about it. Dying. Think luckily Joseph was the way he was and the community around them was the way they were because say this had been in that Roman Empire, there's a good chance she would have been killed and yeah. Jesus never would have been born. Think about that, you guys. Yeah. God knew better. He knew where to put 
But it's, it's my point. Like, it's just if you go back and, and think of that history, it's pretty amazing. And seeing how Joseph stepped up um, to father that was pretty cool, right? Pretty cool. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom around dealing with the lies that are being told about you? Any last, uh, you know, my you, last words of wisdoms are like, subscribe, leave good oh reviews. My gosh. <laughs> All right. I, well, I want to say some of the last, I words. would like, oh, do you have any last words Thanks. to say to anyone before well, we sign off? I think the silver lining to it's all perspective. I think one of the best things you can do when you feel like you're being slighted or wronged or someone's being mean or lying, whatever about you is to realize that insecure people do this. Yeah. And so really what they're putting out there and saying about you and doing says way more about them and their character and the people they are than you. And people who want to attach themselves to that gossip, those lies, or join in on the mean girl, you know, stupid BS, then those aren't your people. And and that's not people you would want in your life because that's not, you know, it's it's just icky. So you can let that go, not for you. And you can also be like, gosh, how insecure does somebody have to be to spread these lies? Insecure about their relationship with their own child, insecure about their marriage, insecure about you because you're a good person and that challenges them. I don't know what, I mean, there's a ton of things people can be insecure about. Well, I'm going to piggyback off your last thing here. Okay. And you guys, if you're listening to this, and I'm listening to this as we're talking about this, mm. like, who do I want to be? Who do you want to be? If you're listening to this, do I want to be that one gossiping, or do I want to be the one letting this roll off my shoulders? Do I want to be yeah. the one spreading lies or maybe not even lies. Maybe you're spreading truth, but this truth is just, well, that's gossip. Not a good thing. You're talking bad about somebody. Is that who you want to be? Is that what you want people to know about you? Yeah. People usually don't open up to people that gossip about other people. I know. I know if I have, I know if I have people around me, that gossip about others, I'm very reserved. You're like, I'm not telling you anything. I never, uh, we, we were surface friends. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean anything will ever come bad of it. It doesn't mean I won't ever be there for you. But you're but, not going to pour yourself into that person. we're not going to be best buds, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. That's really, really good. And I think as far as how you handle people lying about you, I, I feel the temptation to wear your sandwich board and ring your bell and speak your truth and proclaim your whatever. But it just gives that lie life. You know, that's what I have learned is that it just in some level keeps the lie alive, gives it life, and it and it makes other people feel like they have to choose, and it's a bad look, you know? It's like in the end, people have to choose sides now. And if people want to believe the worst about you, you could say whatever you want to say. It don't matter. They're going to, you know, there are people in this world who are really committed to thinking the worst about you. You know, this would be my child's step, my kid's stepmom is very much committed to thinking the worst about me. And this is not news. I would tell this to her face. We've had conversations where she's accusing me of something and I'm like, that is not at all what happened. And she's like, we're just going to agree to disagree. I'm like, okay, it's not true, but okay. But there's just this commitment to thinking the worst about me. And that's unfortunate, 
Because if that wasn't the case, could we be friends? Maybe. But it's not safe whatsoever. And, you know, I think that that is something to keep in mind, too. Like, just don't give it life. Let people, let it speak for themselves (laughs) and people who side with them, not your people. And I think you just have to kind of move on and give it to God. That's like my ultimate advice because this stuff can feel really bad and really heavy. And it sometimes just is too big and it takes something divine. It takes God. So. Right. Anyway, that's it. That's it. Off the soapbox we go. Yeah. If you guys have any questions or you guys have stories you want to share or if you relate to any of this, I would love to know. It helps us to know we're not alone in dealing with this, and I know we're not. So I love to hear how you guys are dealing with this. Any thoughts you have around this topic, I would love to know. So comment below, write in, let me know. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Thanks, you guys, for listening. We will. We apologize if you guys are an avid listener and listen all the time that we've had a few spotty weeks here. We just Summer's been nuts. Summer's been nuts. Businesses have been nuts. Julia was away at a, she, it's called a retreat, but it's not. It's like a business intensive for her business. So she's only getting better if you guys are clients of hers I'm or work with her. Better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Truly, she's, I she's mean. constantly learning. So um, if you guys are interested in that, again, you'll hear, uh, you'll hear it admin, again in a second. But uh, becoming heard now at gmail.com. But uh, we just appreciate you guys being here, being with us, helping us start conversations that you guys can end in your house. Yeah, we love you guys. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.